welcome. Raise Your Game today. I'm David Levin. This is our Friday episode, so we're talking all things inner game. Tuesdays are for sports and sports parenting. Fridays are for everyone. So how are you today? How are things with your inner game? Anything pulling at you? Got your attention, got you distracted, making things difficult today? Stressed, pressure, anxious, tired? Anything like that? Or are things pretty good? For me, uh, a little tired, honestly. I think I'll talk about this a little more later, but in a couple days, we're just not not feeling 100%. Um, it's still really depressingly cold and wintry here, starting to feel the burden of that. Just tired of it. Um, have missed some of my scheduled exercise, you know, for various reasons. Uh, that always kind of makes me feel bad about things, too, in addition to actually missing it physically. Uh, another thing is that when I get tired, like kind of deeply tired, uh, I tend to eat more. I just feel like I just need it somehow, which is funny because uh, I'm doing less. But anyway, you get that. So just a bunch of things kind of conspiring, feeling a little less my best than normal. And that's the way things go sometimes. So we have some good things to talk about today. Uh, of course, my ups and downs for the week. Another great quote I really love. Uh, we'll talk about the classified documents story. Uh, there's a mental game exercise that gets us back on track, that gets me back on track anyway. <laughs> um, some interesting parenting questions to think about. Uh, as usual, our Charging Station Challenge of the Week and our recommendations for books, shows, movies, and so on. So I'll start with ups and downs. What things were lifting me up this past week and what things were pulling me down, making life harder. In the ups column, this is a funny one, but it really did kind of light me up. So I mentioned a while ago, I got a scooter for Christmas, an electric scooter, uh, this last holiday. My Christmas and birthday are kind of combined. And I love it, though I haven't had much of any chance to ride it. It's not really a winter vehicle. So there was one little thing wrong with it. Little, and I mean, big enough it bothered me, but in the big scheme of things, pretty small. So the front fender was bent a little bit. It's plastic. So it sort of looked like it was maybe exposed to heat or packed for a long time. It's the front lip of it was bent down in a way that just it clearly didn't look right. I mean, anybody who saw it would notice not at all a functional difference, purely aesthetic, but enough. So I wrote to the company, asked for a replacement. They said they'd send me a new one. Uh, a few weeks later, hadn't heard back. So I reached out again, say, hey, what's going on with that? Any sense of when I might get that fender? And they said, well, that part is still on back ordered, so we're just going to send you a new unit instead. And I thought, what? They're going to send me a whole new scooter? <laughs> That's nuts. The scooter was like, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever, which is a great deal for what it does, but still, a thousand bucks. The fender could not be more than 20 or 30, I don't know, but small little deal, detail. No way they're sending me a whole new scooter, but that's what it sounded like in the email. Um, email said I would get a shipping notice when the unit shipped. I didn't see anything come for that, any kind of notice. But all of a sudden, one day, out on our front porch, there's a big box with a brand new scooter in it. <laughs> so now we have two. I still kind of can't believe it. Um, you know, how is it possible that it makes financial sense for them to do that? Uh, to send me a whole new scooter rather than just 
offender. I really don't know. There must be some reason or they wouldn't do it. But it's kind of crazy. And also my sense of fairness makes me feel a little bad about it because the deal is so lopsided, it seems like. On the other hand, I didn't ask for it. It was their idea, right? I would never ask for it. But that's what they wanted to do. So, all right then. We have two scooters. And I should say, I actually really think we'll make use of both of them, right? So I'm setting aside my concerns and just being happy about it. I can't wait for things to warm up and get out there with two scooters. <laughs> the reason I think we might use two is because you know, it was ostensibly for me, but it was obviously clear right away that everybody in the house was really going to have some good use for it where all the kids are old enough now, uh, local errands. It just seemed like something we actually would maybe all use as a family. And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, but what if I want to when they do? So now no problem, we'll have two. <laughs> anyway, that was a nice surprise. Uh, a little weird, but really nice. So that was my up. For my down, and I sort of alluded to this uh, earlier, but I had a really epically terrible night's sleep the other night. Like about as bad as it ever gets. I went to bed early because I couldn't keep my eyes open, which probably should have told me something, but then I couldn't fall asleep. And it really felt like I was up all night, though I'm sure that wasn't true. But you know how that feels like that sometimes? You swear you haven't slept at all. It was a terrible, grinding, mental struggle sort of night, just over it, looping whatever this thing I was obsessing about. I was also kind of cold and hot, just physically uncomfortable. Also, I had a COVID booster shot that day, which may actually explain the whole thing, but my arm was just insanely sore. Those shots just kill the shoulder. So whenever I'd move, that would wake me up. Just all combined to make the night just miserable. And of course, as you know, when you get a bad night's sleep, the next day is not going to be good. It can ripple out for a while. So I was dragging all the next day. I honestly thought maybe I was coming down with something, um, canceled some appointments, just ugh. And this is two days out now, two or three, I think. And I'm still feeling a little bit of it. I'm not sure. Am I coming down with something? I don't know, but that, you know, you can, you can kind of recognize that kind of feeling, right? You're just, you're off a little, something's off. Doesn't quite qualify for sick, but it's in that realm. And it's just an extra load, right? And again, and the reason I even talk about this stuff is just to kind of reinforce for us all that that's the way it goes sometimes. Well, I don't have any control over that. Some nights just don't go well in a way that makes things really hard. And that's the way it goes. And we move through it. So that was my up and down for the week. Next up, our quote of the week. All right, quote of the week. This week we have one from the great George Hallis. George was an epic figure in American football. He played, coached, owned, and founded the Chicago Bears. That kind of epic, you know? And so his quote is, Nobody who ever gave his best regretted it. Nobody who ever gave his best regretted it. I really love that. I love the perspective. You know, a lot of time, it's helpful when you're deciding what to do, what kind of option to take when you're presented with a choice of some kind. It's helpful to project yourself out into the future and ask how you'll feel if you do that thing or if you take one path over the other. So this is just perfect for that. Looking back, you will never regret having given your best to whatever it is you're thinking about. And the opposite is almost certainly also true. You will regret not giving your best. 
you know, that spirit is what really all of this is about, the pod, the community, the whole Raise Your Inner Game mission. How can we get control of our inner life so that we can give our best and be our best? <laughs> That's about it. So I just really love this one. Nobody who ever gave his best regretted it. So that's this week's quote. Think about that, and we'll move on to our top stories. All right, top stories. So the truth is, nothing really has my attention that much this week. There's no big dominating kind of story in my mind anyway. It feels like I'm kind of just waiting around for the Trump indictments to come down. We've all been waiting uh, for a while may keep waiting waiting for a while. But anyway, one thing kind of related is uh, the whole classified documents story. Trump first, of course, then Biden, Pence now. It's going to be interesting to see how many more people find some documents that aren't supposed to be there. I assume everyone is looking around now. Uh, from what I've heard, it's actually very common for classified docs to end up where they don't belong. But the thing that gets me with this is all the people making the argument that these are the same issue. That somehow the Biden and Pence docs means you can't indict Trump for his. That's just really stupid, I think. And of course, it's in bad faith. They don't really believe it. They don't mean it. So anyway, just a little background, I guess. I probably don't need to tell you, but they're not the same thing. The crimes Trump is being investigated for are not about having classified documents. They have nothing to do nothing to do with whether they're classified or not. The crimes are keeping docs that don't belong to you, that belong to the government, and lying about it to the government. That's theft and obstruction of justice. That's what Trump is being investigated for. No one is accusing Biden and Pence of either of those. As soon as they found the docs they had, they handed them over, they invited the FBI in to look for more, there was no claim the docs belonged to them, nothing but full cooperation. So there really is just no comparison. But people make this argument, this bad faith argument. I've talked about bad faith before on this pod, but that's the part that really screws me up. People who know better, making claims they know are false, just to gain some advantage for their side, just to retain power or whatever it is that's motivating them. I can just never get my head around that. It's kind of public, public, I'm sorry, shameless lying. I understand at some level wanting to stay in power and keep what you have. But public service is supposed to be a high calling. That sounds like a joke almost to say, but it really is an honorable activity. It's supposed to be that. You're supposed to stand for fundamental principles of honesty and fairness and justice. You're supposed to do the right thing, even when it's hard. Why do they choose to defend their guy when he's obviously breaking the law? I mean, there's no question about this. No question. If anyone else had done what he did, again, not having them in the first place, but claiming they're his, lying about having them, they'd be in handcuffs already. There's no doubt. And again, I guess not having the docs it's trying to keep what doesn't belong to you, right? It's theft and lying about it, which is obstruction, obstructing justice. But people will still rush to defend him 
with all their gaslighting bullshit arguments. Where is the moral compass? Where is their belief in the rule of law and standing up for, for what's right? It's kind of like the George Santos thing. He's an obvious total scumbag. You want to be part of that? You want to stand up for him just because it helps your party? I just don't get it. And it breaks my heart. It really does. On the Tolstoy scale of good or bad for humanity, you can probably imagine what I think, but this is about as bad as it gets. When you do this, when you sacrifice honesty and honor for personal gain, you break down our society. If we can't work together in fairness and good faith, we can't work together peacefully. All that's left is brute force, and no one wants to live in that world. So anyway, that's my take on the classified docs story. I just hope we can get to a place, and soon, where we get some actual clarity and accountability. We are a country of laws. Uh, it's going to be ugly getting there, I'm afraid. Uh, no way to avoid that, given Trump and his proclivities and his crazy supporters. But we have to do it in order to move forward. That's what I think, anyway. So that is our top story for this week. Next up, Inner Game Gold. So these are the ideas and concepts I come back to over and over to help me stay on track. Last week, we broke with tradition and talked about one idea for the second time in a row, be master of mind rather than mastered by mind. Again, I just, oh, that's so helpful. <laughs> this week, we're gonna return to one of my favorites, my most helpful ideas, which is memento mori. Memento mori, as you probably know, translates to remember that you die, or something like that, that we die, or you know, you get the idea. And the way I use this is to ask myself, if I were to die tomorrow, something happened, is how I'm being right now the way I'd want to be remembered? And the reason it's so helpful is because the answer, every time I ask, is basically no. And it's not a huge no, like I'm being a terrible person. It's just that there's a gap small gap between where I am right now in this moment and the kind of person I'd want my family to think of me, right? I'm a little more self-focused and maybe low energy and maybe feeling a little sorry for myself, whatever it is. It's not quite the kind of upright, calm, solid, responsible, caring person I want to be. I want them to see me as being. Again, not a huge gap. It's more like the difference between standing up straight and slouching a little bit. One you kind of do intuitively, the other you have to kind of be intentional about. I'm sure you totally get that reference. So this thought, remember that you die, really helps me pick myself up and be a better person. I really do love it so much. <laughs> and I think it ties in well with what we were just talking about, with bad faith actors. If I were a congressperson or a Fox News commentator or anybody, you know, out there like that. None of those people really believe all the stuff they're saying. They just don't. It's just part of the show. It's part of the act. If I were one of those people and I asked myself, what would I want my children to think of me? There's no way I could do any of that. There's no way. So anyway, memento mori. Keep that one handy, as I do. I expect it'll help you 
as much as it does me. All right, that's our inner game gold. Next up, raise your outer game. All right, raise our outer game. This is where we talk about things we care about in our outer life, our health, our relationships, our finances. And this week, I want to talk about parenting. I'm no expert, of course. I am a parent, two kids, teenagers now. And I have been working with my favorite parenting expert, Kim John Payne, Simplicity Parenting, for the past eight years. So some of it's rubbed off. But this is not me coming to you as an expert. But anyway, I was listening to another pod a while back. This was Pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. I do love that show. And they did a parenting episode where they answered some questions people had sent in. They're not experts either, uh, just feel strongly about it. And it was a great segment, so I thought I would answer the same questions. So here we go. First question, how to know if you should have kids? I know that's a big question for a lot of people. I mean, it's a huge decision, of course. For me, this answer is easy because I think the answer is you should, period. Now, I know that's, you know, certainly not true for everyone. <laughs> you see a lot of people out there who probably shouldn't have kids. So I don't want to be glib about it. But I also imagine it's true that they weren't asking this question. They had kids, but they weren't really intentional about it. If you are self-aware enough and with options in your life to ask this question, then you should do it. There are probably a bunch of different things I could say for why I think this is true, but I really want to get to the biggest one. You know, I'm just personally just very interested in personal development and trying to figure out how to be fully alive and just love your life, all that good stuff. So at a biological level, an evolutionary level, we are, uh, of course, literally designed to have children and raise them successfully. That's really all we're designed for evolutionarily. And so once you have children, there's like this massive vault of instincts and impulses and priorities and just our wiring that gets activated. And it's not activated until we have kids. That's why, one of the reasons anyway, you cannot explain what it's like to someone. You only get it once you're in it because all that perception, all that context, all that, uh, again, instinctive drive, it's not there until it happens. So the frame, you just can't communicate it. And it's the best. I mean, it's hard, of course, everyone talks about that, but it's so beautiful and rich and alive. There's so much to experience that's just simply not available in any other way. So that's what I'm really thinking about when I think people just have to have children. Until you do, you are not having the full human experience. You're just not. And if you are interested in that, if that seems like, uh, you know, kind of the reason we're here, you have to do it. So that's my answer for that one. And I feel pretty strongly about it. And of course, there are, you know, smaller, more practical considerations too. For example, I can't imagine getting old and not having kids there to help. That just seems uh, horribly lonely. Um, also, uh, if you want to make the world a better place, and I think most of us do feel that way, there's really nothing more powerful you can do than to raise good people, people who care 
about their impact on others who won't burn everything down for personal gain, right? So anyway, that is question number one on the parenting questions list. How do I know if I should have kids? The answer is, for me anyway, if you're in a position to ask that question, you should do it. It'll make you a better person and give you a rich, full life that you simply cannot get in any other way. And I think I will leave the other questions for a future episode. That feels like a good amount on the subject for today. So that is Raise Your Outer Game. And next up, our Charging Station Challenge. All right, our challenge of the week. So last week, we had you thinking again about the Zen saying, be master of mind rather than mastered by mind. This week, I want you to spend time with Memento Mori again. I say again because maybe you did it last time, but chances are you didn't. Maybe you haven't even heard this, uh, pre the previous episode. So anyway, here's what it looks like. Once a day, take a minute, ask yourself, if I died tomorrow, is how I'm being right now the way I'd want to be remembered? And for this one, it's really helpful to write down what you come up with. Excuse me. Again, for me, the answer is almost always no. And it's helpful to see all the ways that shows up. One time it might be that I'm complaining about something, like me having a bad night's sleep the other night, for example, right? Another time it might be I'm just tired and kind of focused on myself. It's all kinds of different things. And again, it's just helpful to see that because it shows you, number one, how common it is. So in a sense, it makes it okay, right? It's just normal. We all feel it. You don't have to feel bad about it. But at the same time, it reminds you that it takes some intentionality and effort to be the kind of person you want to be. Again, I love that image of sort of the not thinking about a slouch versus intentionally sitting up straight, right? That not thinking about a slouch is where we tend to live, uh, obviously me included, that intentional upright is where we want to be. It just takes a little bit of awareness and effort to do it. But it's well worth doing, by the way. That's the whole point, I guess, the assumed point in there. So write down what you come up with. And of course, bonus points for sharing in the community. Always better to share these kind of things with others. If you're not in the community yet, click the link in the notes. It's free, just register. It takes you straight to the challenge. And that's it for this week's Charging Station Challenge. Next up, highly recommended. So this is just the things I'm crazy about right now. Books, shows, gadgets, whatever it is. Things I love and I recommend them. And honestly, there's not a ton on my mind this week. Uh, I will link to my scooter again because that's great. <laughs> I'm reading a book um, and apparently it's a big series I wasn't aware of. The main character is Inspector Gamache. Uh, Louise Penny is the author. I think it's been turned into a TV series or maybe it's even been a while. I just heard about it myself recently. Um, I don't know, I do like a good mystery. And he's a lovely character, so I'm enjoying that quite a bit. I'll link to that. The first book in the series is called Still Life, and I definitely recommend that. So I'm just going to go with those for this week. My electric scooter, again, and the book Still Life. So that's my highly recommended for this week, and that is it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, please do tell your friends. Pass it on and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. 
It helps more people find the show and get that helpful mental game boost we all need. If you have teenagers in sports or know someone who does, check out our mental game starter kit. It's a great set of resources to help get you started on the path of helping your child boost their mental game. Go to raiseyourinnergame.com, scroll to the bottom, you can learn about it there and register. It's all free, of course, super helpful resources. If you'd like to support the show so we can keep things ad-free, please click the buy me a coffee link below and thank you for that. For more mental game goodness, please do join our free community, the Raise Your Inner Game Charging Station. Click the link here or go to raiseyourinnergame.com slash community. Totally free. You'll love that. It'd be fun to see you there. Also, if you're listening to this on audio but you like video, we post all our episodes on our YouTube channel as well. There's a link to that in the show notes. And we will close today with Steve Prefontaine again, the legendary long-distance runner, and his quote from the end of the Raise Your Inner Game book. To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice your gift. This ties back to our quote today. Anything less than your best is to sacrifice your gift, and no one ever regrets giving their best. <laughs> That's what we're doing, folks. We're working to be our best. It's hard work in today's world, but it's also the gift that keeps on giving. And the world needs as much of it as it can get. So keep up the good work, and we'll see you next time.